0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Shay Dixon. Shay, it's Friday, ten o'clock. We're about twenty-four hours from kickoff for LSU and Missouri, uh, a game that is the—I mean, outside of Florida State—the most important game LSU has played to this point this year. And I think that is pretty safe to say. And they will be going on the road to play an undefeated Missouri team that also has a lot to play for. This is a huge game for both sides and when we talk implications when we talk you know what these teams want to do for the, the season and their hopes and dreams uh, obviously if LSU loses it drops to three and three on the year if Missouri wins they're undefeated still and uh, you know we're looking at one of the better Missouri seasons in recent history so this is a this is a massive game and it's against the Missouri team that you could argue is the second best team lSU has played this year. I mean, you could argue it and we'll, we'll definitely argue it, but um, yeah, a lot to unpack here.
1: A lot to unpack We're beyond last weekend. That's a great thing uh, now that we can move forward here. But 55, 49 lost to Ole Miss, but boy, did the offense not look amazing. You hope to see that continue yeah. this week. Yeah. It um, boy, when you just said 10 AM, 24 hours away, That seems short. Uh, these 11 a.m. kickoffs, uh, hop up on you quick. I'll also, uh, Shea meteorologist here will give you the weather update. It's going to be like 50 something degrees at kickoff. So bundle up. If you're going LSU fans, this won't be as, or LSU players, this won't be as bad as when they went to Arkansas and were sipping hot cocoa on the sidelines while getting crushed, uh, a number of years back. But uh, I think they'll be uh, ready to roll, and I can also confirm they're staying in Columbia. So no um, car dealership stretching needed at 7 a.m. Yeah.
0: yeah, no, no car dealership. the stadium. Only 15 minutes from the stadium, I think uh, they said. So let's uh, let's start with the injury report because Brian Kelly uh, gave out the final injury report um, on Thursday night at his press conference, and there were three names on it, and two receivers uh that i think you know take a little shot to the depth that receiver but chris hilton is doubtful omar spate's uh, linebacker is doubtful and aaron anderson receiver is doubtful so um i saw chris hilton go down you know we saw him go down the last play of the game when he tried making that catch and he never really got up and you couldn't see what was wrong because the fans were just storming the field around him um and then yeah omar spate's Hip flexor has been bothering him. Aaron Anderson, hamstring has been bothering him.
1: Your reactions here. Okay, so that's what you said. It's Anderson and Hilton, right?
0: Anderson, Hilton. and space. Lacey
1: was listed early in the week. Now he's good to go. Yes. Yeah, he was probably- I think that means you're fine because Malik Neighbors has caught 40 balls. Brian Thomas has caught 33 balls. Lacey's caught eight balls. Mason Taylor's caught 13 then you get into hilton and anderson five and eight each hilton has a touchdown from that deep bomb i like them as players i think they're both very dynamic as players but the big three are what they are at this point they're the same guys who started the season kyron brian thomas yep you can disagree if you think kyron should not be part of the big three but at this point <laughs> yeah statistically speaking Hundred and forty nine yards, eight catches, a couple touchdowns, he would be the third most productive receiver.
0: Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, you have Kobe and Shaq and then you have well Derek Fisher, you know, as the third option or something like that. Um I, I don't mean- know where
1: you were gonna go with that.
0: I mean, you, you, with the way Brian Thomas and Malik neighbors are playing right now, like it's, it's those two, those are the two that are obviously carrying this offense as far as receivers go. And then you have Kyron Lacey and the other guys that can rotate in. I do think we'll see a little bit of Shelton Sampson this week. Uh, how much, I don't know how many targets I don't know, but I think we will see him worked in Hilton played a decent amount. Um, Anderson, when he was healthy, played a decent amount. So I, I don't think we go a whole game, just seeing those three receivers. And if, there's another receiver to work in there. It would be Shelton Sampson, right?
1: You would think so, yes. We have not seen Jalen Brown yet. Kyle Parker didn't even get a target in that Grambling State game. Kai Preon hasn't played. So, yes, it would be Shelton Sampson. Landon Ibiad is out with an injury. um So, that is the next guy up. That's your only guy up. I did a quick Google here uh, for the people who are still stuck on Maddie B's uh, Lakers thing. And maybe people are watching that. Uh, I bet West I can guess.
0: I bet I can guess the third leading scorer. Hold on. Uh on well, the no, no, no. I'm on the
1: 1996 team, which would have been the first year they played together. Which team oh, are you boy. looking for? Are you looking for a championship team?
0: Yeah, I was thinking the championship team, but I guess this isn't a okay. championship team. What year was that? 2001. Let's do the 2001 okay. team. That was All right, so you've got Kobe
1: and Shaq. Who are you going with uh Kobe from there?
0: Shaq? not rick fox
1: it was it was the well you you got it the first time it was the only other person to averaged do average double digits okay
0: it was Derek. Derek fisher so, cool. so there you go so there you go it's that's that's where we're at with this lsu room it's literally and i when i was wrote up the keys to the game and you know you compare missouri's receiving duo which i'll call them a duo with burden theo weiss against uh, what malik and brian thomas have done like malik and brian thomas have just It's been so incredible, and we've talked about it at length. But those guys are just really Shaq and Kobe right now. They are awesome to watch. So that's that's where I was going with with that.
1: A lot of coaches on that roster now, uh, guys who Mm -hmm. now coach in the league. So then, quickly, uh, who is your uh, Tyron Lou?
0: That's Aaron Anderson, I guess maybe. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Aaron Anderson. And
1: Chris Hilton can be the Robert Ory. He can strike. He can. He can. He can hit you deep a couple times.
0: Yeah, he can make a couple plays here and there that'll be like, wow, he's he's there. He's doing something. Um, and then we have Omar Spates uh, not playing, which LSU fans I think are, are I don't even want to say split on Omar Spates at this point. I think everybody is so caught up in the weeks that um, everybody has thrown it's like when Andy got a new toy and threw and dropped Woody to the side. And it was like, I don't want to play with you anymore. That's what people are with Whit Weeks now coming in. They're just dropping Omar Spates uh, by the wayside.
1: We've had a toy story and a 2001 Lakers reference seven minutes in the podcast. I'm proud of you, Matt. Thank thank you. Um, Okay, so toss aside, do you agree? Watching You watch a lot of the film back. If I just watch the game, i watch it with my dad if i watch it with someone who is just a fan that'll watch each game isn't going to dig into the film study isn't going to go run through the stat sheet Whit weeks shows up way more than omar spades does that does not mean he's always in the right position or at linebacker often you have responsibilities that sometimes aren't shiny but it certainly seems to me that weeks is the more productive
0: player i i agree i think he is even when you look back on everything by a snap by snap basis i just think he's more explosive we've seen him uh, more fleet of foot in you know different scenarios and ultimately there's an argument to be made like i agree this te- this defense needs playmakers which Whit weeks is certainly a playmaker there is an argument, though, I think, of this team needing to be in position better. This team be- needing to be disciplined. This team needing to check boxes that maybe Omar does check that Whit Weeks at- maybe can lapse in at times. Now, you know, it's it's a weighing game. Like, how much do you weigh each one? I'm still taking Whit Weeks at this point in the year just because of pro- productivity and playmaking. But I think it it is kind of, I don't want to say foolish, but it is kind of – uh, like fans and like us, at, you know, to get over excited at times with WhitWeeks because there are things that Spate does well, as far as an alignment go, as far as um, different procedural things that he does well uh, as a fifth year senior. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week you're hear us in conversation with business icons.
1: Some thought that Greg Penn should not be tasked with playing every single snap at the other linebacker spot that maybe well, West weeks gets in the game. Some.
0: That's all I was going to ask is who you replace him with. And I guess what West weeks would be the choice. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, mean replace, I look at what West...
1: he played like 90 snaps again. Like That's yeah. a lot to keep him out there for every play.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um I do think that that is a lot. I don't, know if Whit Weeks, I don't think Whit Weeks is a better player than Greg Penn. I definitely don't, but I wouldn't be shocked to to, to maybe see him. West Weeks, you're, you're saying? Like, I'm sorry, West West Weeks, yes. It's too many W's.
1: They are brothers for those people that don't know, so very cool yeah. story for them. Uh, but point being, Spates out. We talked about uh, the receivers. We threw some Toy Story stuff in there. Um, we won't go as deep as we did in the Lakers. I want to ask you who Slinky Dog or Mr. Potato Head is on uh, on this defense, so we'll move on. <laughs> Where do we start? Are we doing um, offense versus defense. Are we doing defense versus offense, or Missouri offense versus LSU defense? Which one do you want to go with?
0: We can start with Missouri offense versus LSU defense because that's probably the most interesting thing for, for this game because LSU fans at this point are just so out on the defense. It's like, how are they ever going to get a stop? And I think that's very um, understandable at this point. And when you start with Missouri's offense, it starts with Luther Burden it's he is phenomenal i mean statistically probably the best receiver in the country him and malik neighbors are right there with one another and then you have like all their washington receivers and stuff but they were we could be seeing the two best receivers in the country in this game and luther burden i love how missouri uses him uh, i tweet i reposted a on twitter um, a graph of his where he catches the ball and it's just all over the field. He, he's not exclusively a deep ball guy. They get it to him in a ton of different ways. Um, some people, you know, they brought up like Tyreek Hill, and I, I see it, but I even thought like Jalen Waddle with how the the Dolphins and Alabama have used him um, in different spots there. So it's it's a really when you get into those type of names, you know obviously how talented he is, but he is just he's the centerpiece of their offense and they use him very, very well.
1: You did a great film study this week for those who didn't catch it on the Bengal tiger. The Banger, Bengal tiger is a dollar for a month right now. So if you're not a member, please come out, support us. Uh, yes. you'll love it. Our community has grown so fast. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, just give us a like a subscribe, uh, that goes a long way, uh, as we put in the work to build, uh, this fan site for you guys, the community of the Bengal tiger, which has been rocking and rolling is a, uh, we hit, Matty B., you and I, a little over a year being uh, on the site. And, and boy, have we boomed since then uh, in terms of the members who have joined on and, and become fans of, uh, of the Bengal Tigers. So shout out to all you guys. Um, also, I do – gosh, I'm not the type that's tweeting at anybody, like, um, and I'm not even going to call them a celebrity, but uh, RG3 is on the call this week, and you had the most upvoted post on the board this week when they said that RG3 would be on the game, and you in all caps just wrote – luther ain't looking like a burden tonight i wish i need to screenshot that send it to him and there i would have a little doubt that he would use it in the game and maybe reference shout out to my boy maddie b on twitter who came with this line but um in your film study i did not i've not watched a ton of missouri i watched him play k-state i didn't even watch the vandy game um but how they got, I didn't realize how much they were getting him into space in very quick, like quick throws, just almost like what you want to do with Aaron Anderson, except he's a load. And when he gets going with a little open space, if you can catch a block or two, it all comes down to tackling. That's fearful for me if I'm an LSU yes. defense. Yeah. I mean, it is, I think Luther Burden, when you think of like a wide receiver, even Brian Thomas or Malik at times and Malik, not so much, but BTJ has become that deep threat. I think people just thought Luther Burd. You no, know, he's putting up all these stats, and oh, I've seen a couple of highlights where he burned Vandy's defense, and um, and they run some of that slot kind of post route where you know much like they do with Malik, and they hit him in the end zone. But the gifts and the different plays you put in there of him just kind of getting it around the line of scrimmage and then just going, and it was miss tackle, miss tackle, miss tackle. That's what's fearful for me. If I'm Matt House, they have to get bet. It's not even a have to. It is a must. They you've got to tackle this week. You could not tackle a week ago and that cost you.
0: Yeah, and here's I'll pull up on on our I'll share my screen real quick. It was from Bill Connolly. Obviously, ESPN does a great job. Like we, if everybody doesn't know Bill Connolly. there he is right there. Um yeah, here's the the catch chart or the target chart, I should say, for Luther, Luther Burden. Obviously, 20 yards and in is where a majority of his completions get uh come from. Um that that's very scary. Cause like you said, they're going to have to tackle and against K-State. I mean, that's not a bad defense and he lit them up with some short stuff, intermediate screens. That's just a lot that LSU defense is going to have to handle. My one hope, and I think this is the case for the remainder of the season is that LSU defense isn't going against Lane Kiffin. And that was my concern. If you remember against Ole Miss, I was like, I just think Elaine Kiffin's a really good off, obviously, play caller, offensive coordinator, all that stuff. And it showed he was a step ahead of everything else you wanted to do. And LSU was really in the entire time. So the hope is maybe offenses are one more one dimensional uh, moving forward. But this is, we're talking about one of the best receivers in the country. This is a top three player in the 2022 class, like five star, bona fide, five star plus everything. Check all the boxes. And LSU's weakness is its secondary. So you have concerns there. And then I will throw in Theo Weiss has been a really good receiver number two for them as well. So that's not just, you know, burden on one side and a two-star on the other side. Like That's a former five-star in Theo Weiss.
1: I am looking up – here we go. I'll try to move through this quickly, but just so you get an understanding of it because uh, you talked with Brian Kelly yesterday uh, at his press conference. It's fall break, so – They practiced a little earlier, they uh, had the press conference in the middle of the day. Uh, But he talked about this, about, you know, somebody's gonna, is Luther Burden gonna get his? Well, maybe, but we can't forget about Theo East. And then if we focus on them, we can't forget that they do have one of the better running backs out there that can kind of pop a few on you. And he kind of went through this whole thing of, how do you contain everybody? Where do you put your focus? Let me just throw this stat out there to understand that whether it's Luther Burden, or Theo Ois or whomever, Brady Cook. The stats so far, will say somebody's having a career day. So in the five games LSU's played so far, Maddie B, someone on the team on the offense has had their best game of the five games they've played this season against LSU. For FSU, it was passing yards. It's Jordan Travis's total touchdowns that he threw for. Keon Coleman hasn't had a game as big as the one he yeah. had. I mean Wilson hasn't had a game as big as the one he had. Both those guys went over 100. Grambling State the next week, Antonio Jones, seven catches for 81 yards. That's his best game of the year. Mississippi State marks. Look, Mississippi State scored, what, 14 points. They blew him out. It was a great showing. Even in that game, Jaquavius marks 9.4 yards per carry against LSU. It was eight carries for 75 yards. Yes, they only scored 14 points, but 9.4 yards per carry, that's his best mark on the season. Arkansas, total yards, 426 was their best. Passing yards of 289 was their best. Jefferson running for 48 yards was his best. Uh, even uh, Rashad DeBinion, 15 for 78, his best at 5.2 yards per carry. Uh, and Lucas, obviously the freshman tight end, went off six for 16 and two touchdowns. Then you get to Ole Miss, Judkins' best game of the year. I mean, he had put up 60 on Mercer. He puts up 177 on LSU. Uh, Ulysses Bentley, the fourth, nine for ninety on the ground was his best game. Louisiana's own Trey Harris, eight catches for one fifty-three, his best game of the year. Don't forget about Jordan Watkins, five for one hundred three. That wasn't even his best game; that was his second best game. Uh, okay. Dayton Wade tied his uh, most catches with Mercer, which is a not even a competitive game, with uh, seven. And then their tight end had his best game of the year, pre-scoring three for forty-one. And then obviously Darts three eighty-nine passing was his best of the year no matter who they have played the quarterback the quarterback and the receivers or the running back has had their best game of the year somebody's yeah. going to have their best game of the year this weekend
0: those are damning stats those are just damning stats <laughs> um yeah it's it and it's a Missouri offense that is top 30 in the country just in overall EPA 17th in the pass game 77th in the run game so if you're looking at all right they, they're not a great running team 77th in the country in the EPA is not great um Schrager's a solid back uh, they run cook a little bit but they're not they're not a super efficient running attack but we've said that before
1: you did mention that in your breakdown where you said that Brady cook has scored um some rushing touchdowns um this season in fact he's had he's had three uh has not had any in the past couple of games he is the guy who can run but it's as you noted nothing like a darter jefferson again this also accounts for sacks obviously but um vandy six carries for six yards no touchdowns memphis four carries for 17 yards kansas state yeah. 10 carries for two yards but he scored which is a wild stat line on the Miss on the middle end. tennessee state uh 12 for minus five but he scored uh and then south dakota uh, south dakota three carries 17 yards but he scored so I'm guessing they're using him around the goal line a good yeah bit. short
0: yardage stuff. He's more of a designed runner. He's not a scrambler, which I tried to yeah like like you said. That's kind of how I I view him. So it's more designed stuff. Their their run game is not not potent, but you know Ole Miss is coming into the game was not potent. Arkansas is coming to the game. I didn't think was was elite, and uh, both those had some success. So um, I am concerned that if LSU obviously drops a lot into the coverage, then if the defensive line continues to struggle, maybe Schrager does pop a couple runs that that hurt them. So it's, it is a very interesting balancing act right now. I don't want to trust anything with this LSU defense, um, but in theory, Missouri's run game is not its strength. Obviously, it's the pass game, so we'll see how they match up there. Should we flip it? Let's flip it. Let's flip it. All right.
1: Here's your good news. And we didn't even right. mention there on defense at LSU ranks 117 out of 133 teams in total offense. I know that total offense is not equate to scoring, um, but for full disclosure, I guess LSU scoring defense right now ranks 108 out of uh, 133 teams. So, wait, wait where is the total better. offense, right? Um, Say
0: what is the total offense rank?
1: Uh, 113.
0: 113. Uh, no, total, oh, total
1: defense is 113. Scoring okay. defense is 108. Okay, so now okay. we flipped it. I've given you that stat. Okay. Yeah. Let's have some fun here.
0: Yeah.
1: Total offense ranks for LSU number four, they put up 551 yards a game. Passing offense for LSU obviously ranks in the top 10 at number six, 353 yards a game. Their rushing offense has obviously come along. And their scoring offense is number seven at 44 points a game. Uh, Missouri's not better than them, nor close in any of those categories. Uh, And then a hat tip. Obviously, Brian Thomas leads the nation in touchdown catches with eight. Coming out of last week, Malik Neighbors is, I think, second or third in the country in receiving yards. Yeah, third uh, with 625. Let me make sure I'm telling you that right. Uh, Second in the country with 625. The only person he trails is Luther Burden who has 644 and they have to go up against him this weekend versus Missouri. But this is the one I really like right here, Maddie B it is. Let's go back here. Go back again. Um, total offense. On the year 2002 yards, Jaden Daniels number two in the country beyond behind only Michael Penix, who is second in line to win the Heisman and Michael Penix has six more yards than Jaden Daniels. So boy, Oh boy are we watching an offense that can just put up numbers and we talked about it on the podcast last week we talked about it with Brian Kelly when I asked him yes the biggest difference is a big difference is Jay is going deep and he's still not turning the ball over and not only is going deep he's just dropping it right into the, the basket every single time he looks phenomenal but it's it's a combination of I guess these two things tie together. He never seems phased, but he didn't seem that way last year either. Never seems rattled. And what Brian Kelly said was, yes, games a year ago, Arkansas and Auburn, he started slow and he never could get out of it. And it wouldn't phase him. He just couldn't get out of it. Arkansas, he starts slow. He finishes SEC player of the week. You know, old miss start a little slow, end up putting up touchdowns basically every drive the rest of the game and goes wild throwing and running with football. So there for me, there is not a game that they're going to run into where Jaden Daniels is held in check to any degree beyond a quarter. Or so that bodes well for a team that doesn't play good defense.
0: Yeah. Um I've reached the point where I think they step off the bus and score 40 points. Like I just think they're that level of offense right now. Um something I asked Brian Kelly about yesterday was their efficiency on first downs, which I, I love that gave question. Great answer to, um, they're number one in, in EPA on first downs they're averaging over nine yards per play on first down. Uh, just the versatility of this offense, the way that they can attack you in every single way on every angle of the field at this point just has defenses on a completely um, different level. I mean, you can't, as the defense, you can't really prepare, on first down, they, Brian Kelly said that the teams have tried blitzing them, tried being aggressive with them, tried to get them behind the chains, and and Daniels is getting them into the right protections, getting them into the right play, and their RPO stuff is working as well. So it's they're a step ahead. Mike Denbrock, I, I want to give him a shout-out. I feel like we, he hasn't been talked about enough. I feel like we've talked about the personnel and all that stuff. But Brian, uh, Mike Denbrock, this feels like a Mike Denbrock offense. I know we've talked a lot about the two tight end stuff, but I think he has evolved in a way that you see this 11 personnel and you see the three receivers and you see the running quarterback. And this is, I think what Brian, what Mike Denbrock wants in an offense and the balance, the RPOs, the versatility. I just think that everybody is incredibly comfortable right now. And I have no doubts that this team will score over 35 points, 35 plus points in every game it plays from here on out.
1: Logan Diggs has been such an unbelievable addition out of the portal. He's gone for basically 100 a week now every time he's been in the lineup. He didn't play in that Florida State game, but he brings them such balance beyond what their five games in. After this game, we'll see they could reach the midway point of the season, Matty B and Jaden Daniels not be the leading rusher. It actually would be Logan Diggs, which, wow, that's what they needed. I love Jaden running. That's part of what makes him such an elite quarterback but they had no running game other than him. And now that you do, that makes this that offense all that more dynamic. Um, I can't remember if it was Bill Connolly or not, but to add on to your point about first down, someone, and I had mentioned this maybe last week on the pod, but someone had mentioned on in an article I'd read that more teams, maybe it was a Mike McDaniels thing, I can't remember, but that forever analytics were stuck in, offenses can be determined as successful, in terms of downs by winning on third down. And I think the data shows that the reality is the teams that are the best on first down are the teams that are really, really efficient offenses. So for LSU to be sitting at one, that's a great sign. I mean, What are they average, nine yards of play on first down?
0: Yeah, pretty much. So that's, uh, that's a... Yeah, but... Go ahead.
1: Let there's... that sink in.
0: Yeah, there's... There's a lot uh, to unpack there. I mean, if, if, yeah, I could do a whole film study on that alone. Uh, I will say the one strength before we um, j- switch sides, um, the one strength of this Missouri defense so far has been against the run. They've been their top 20 um, against the run and in, in rush defense EPA. So um, I thought they did a good job against Kansas State for the most part there, Vanderbilt. So the run defense is the one encouraging sign for Missouri here. I just think LSU's offense is more than capable of being versatile enough to, I mean, basically take whatever the defense gives it, which is an old cliche, but this this LSU offense embodies that mantra of we're going to take what you give us because they are so damn good at everything that they can do that.
1: Um, another quick little stat here before we uh, we keep it rolling on the offense, and I'll tie in, I'll give uh, Brady Cook his his flowers here as well. Ah, uh, Jaden Daniels this year, ten point seven yards per attempt to pass. So yeah. every completion is averaging a first down. That is elite, elite, elite. Caleb Williams and Michael Penix are doing the same. They're the only ones at eleven, and Jaden's third in the country at ten point seven. So you're in. Um, those are the two Heisman front runners. Like that's who you put yourself up alongside. Scroll down that list, not very far. Um, and there is Brady Cook at number 10, 10.4 10. yards per attempt. Uh, that's very good. Obviously, that gives LSU a bit of a challenge this week. Um, two below him uh, at number 12, TJ Finley averaging ten point two mm. yards per attempt. Shout out to the old Tiger. Uh, they are playing for Texas State. But, um, Matty B, to, to wrap this up in a way, two offenses that not only put up points but when passing the football are doing it for chunks at a time.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously explosive. I'm interested to see how defenses start to adjust to the the big plays of LSU's offense at this point.
1: So Ole Miss, Lane Kibben said last week that so much they did against Harold Perkins and how they attacked LSU secondary. They said we watched film and we knew exactly what our game plan was. I'm curious how much self-scouting goes into LSU this week of defensively, what are we giving away and what do we need to change? One, they brought in Pete Jenkins as an analyst um, to work with the defensive lineman on technique. That's great. They were lining up a yard and a half off the ball. I think Matt House had once said that he thinks they're able to see the play develop a little bit better there. The reality is they never get any pressure. But Kelly did say on his radio show last night they're going to four down linemen now. So that is a notable change from where they've been at with this 3-3-5.
0: Yeah, i'm interested to see how they they use it and how they use uh the personnel they have because um yeah i saw and he, pro- P-
1: and he promised Womack would play
0: and he did he did uh i saw Pete jenkins yesterday uh kind of going around the, the the facility and uh talking with guys so still Maybe looks uh, yeah still still still, still looks dry enough you know getting yeah. out there getting busy had a note, notepad and a pen and was getting busy so
1: I'll say this. People say, how much can an analyst help in a week? If everyone's watched the games and said they have no technique, they don't know how to get off blocks, all this, and Brian Kelly comes out on Monday, Matty B, and says, yeah, my D-line coach actually isn't a D-line coach. Obviously, Jimmy Lindsay's gone. I had to put Jancic there. He's coached for 30 years, but that's not really a specialty. Then it can help a lot. Even a week can help a good bit. So uh, I'm very, very eager to see what this defensive line and defense looks like, uh, this weekend will be, at, uh, I guess like last week, uh, before, uh, before the game, when I talked to an old miss buddy and I said, it should be a great game. And then he said, i great. I don't know. Entertaining maybe. So that could be the case again this weekend. Is it perfect football? Maybe not on defense, but it'll be entertaining.
0: Points, points. There you go. Points. Um, all right.
1: If you're wanting to see the game, rock with the game time app uh, here's what you do snag tickets without the stress and you do it with game time download the game time app one word game time create an account and use the code tigers that's t-i-g-e-r-s 20 bucks off your first purchase terms apply again get on game time download the app create your account redeem your code with tigers get the 20 bucks off that first purchase download game time today that's last minute tickets lowest price is guaranteed I've told you guys all the time it's not just sports it's music it's comedy it's theaters whatever wherever you are uh, game time has deals for you flash deals last minute ticket deals i love that you can get the image of your seat view so you know that if you've got a pole in front of you or something that you're not going to be able to watch any of the game and that's why that ticket was so cheap and you didn't find that out until you showed up worry not there is no stress with game time you get the seat view image Lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection—they've got it all. Here's what I'll give you: my weekly best bets. <clears throat> and if you guys are going to uh, let's see it. Are, are going to be at the uh, the Saints games or anything else or any NFL games, I know it would be buffs are on for that. But I'm going to get you in if you're up in Missouri and you don't have tickets yet. My deal of the day: lower bowl, corner of the end zone. If you're fine with that view. 69 bucks will get you in and that is game time's deal right now uh i know every time i turn the map it doesn't really work but there there you go it worked so you can be kind of in the corner there 69 bucks um if you want to sit uh, at the 50 yard line on the visitor's side you can get in right now under 100 bucks that doesn't say 907 that says 97 as you can see a good amount of stuff left in the upper deck as well um there's even some stuff on the home side under 100 bucks so Cool stadium. <clears throat> if you plan on going and don't have your tickets, Game Time is uh, your app to use. So download the Game Time app. Promo code Tiger is twenty bucks off, uh, and you'll be rocking and rolling. And the tickets will be right there on your app.
0: There you go. We love it. All right. Can I
1: get Yeah. <clears throat> I already Sorry. wrote my no story, so yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, you, so you, you, you You can go first
0: as you answer. you can go first. Do
1: you want me to roll them
0: all? Yeah, you go go with yours, and so that way I don't, I don't pick Yeah, yours. Okay, I'll just give all three. Uh, so every week we do offense, defense,
1: special teams. Okay, offense, I'm going Brian Thomas Jr. Here's why he leads the NCAA in touchdowns, eight. He had three scores against Ole Miss. I know Malik Neighbors is the number one target on the you know at receiver, but through five games, BTJ looks like one of the best in the country. Uh, at least one touchdown catch in four of the five games this season. He's caught two or more in three of the five. I think he gets into the end zone at least once this weekend. He had double-digit targets a week ago. Uh, give me Brian Thomas Jr. on offense. I've not picked him yet this year. I don't believe so. Rocking with him in this one. Defense. I may take your pick here, and I'm sorry if I do. And this is a um, Go ahead. someone you wrote Someone you wrote about this week, uh, and someone who I'm picking out of and not only because he's talented. But there's built-in emotion. It's Makai Wingo who transferred in from Missouri as a fr- or after his freshman year. He was an All-SEC freshman. Has been phenomenal. He's LSU's best D lineman. Um, and there, look, there's as I wrote in the piece, nothing like home. Uh, Maddie B. He told you that he's had family and friends hitting him up nonstop in Missouri for tickets. He's having to ask all of his teammates, Hey, can I have your leftover tickets? If all your family's not going to be up there, anything I can get, I need. There'll be a lot of Wingo jerseys in the stands. Uh, And we obviously with Pete Jenkins being brought in, they're challenging this D-line to step up. He's their best player. I think he has his best game so far this year. And boy, oh, boy, are our special team options pretty limited when they decide to catch it, fair catch it every time with Greg Clayton. Unless you want to get real spicy, I'm going Damian Ramos again. Yes, he missed his first kick of the year. It was a 56-yarder going into half. That's way beyond his range. But he did drill it, and it was right down the middle. It just wasn't long enough. I'm not mad at it. He still hit every other field goal. He's hit every extra point. And if we think this is another tight game, another shootout, there will be a point where he's got to kick a field goal or two. I wrote it in my prediction piece. Give me Ramos with two or more field goals made in this one.
0: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I like that. I like that. Um, Yeah, Makai Wingo said, I think he was, what was the number? He was trying to get to like 100? Something like that, some crazy number. This again on game time. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say he's trying to get some like really high numbers. So, uh, but this is probably the game that he can do that with because obviously this is probably the least traveled game for parents and stuff. Um, at least from Louisiana or Texas, I assume. Okay. Um, offense. I'm gonna go Jaden Daniels. I think this is setting up for a really another huge game just with the past game, especially Missouri's run defense has been pretty stout to this point. I expect them to try to take away one of Malik or Brian Thomas, maybe Malik again, who knows. But even if he doesn't get the slot fade touchdowns that he had, I just think there's enough balance here from what we've seen with all the other ways that they've attacked his legs. I just think he's going to have another awesome game. And I'm looking at the rest of the schedule besides A&M and Alabama and thinking this dude can put up some awesome numbers and really put himself on the national stage as far as heisman talk and just best quarterback in the country goes so um yeah Jaden daniels is my offensive pick defense i probably would have picked mikhail wingo i have to think though and i don't i'm hesitant to pick jordan jefferson because he played 15 snaps last week and brian kelly said when asked about playing um I think it was asked about playing Jordan Jefferson more and uh Deshaun Womack more. He very <laughs> he just named nine defensive linemen and said those guys are gonna play. He didn't say anything else about players playing more, less, whatever. The Deshaun Womack quote came, I think, in the, the radio show. So that was uh where we heard that. Um so I'm hesitant to take Jordan Jefferson. Um so I'll take I'll take Whit Weeks. I'll take wait weeks. Give me okay. wait. I was Rebecca. gonna
1: give you the option to take the field, like the field of backup D lineman, if you want, like, because the three starters carried eighty seven percent of the snaps last. What do week. I
0: get? If you want Jeff
1: field on the D line, the backups. I would give it to you. So what do I
0: get? Shand, Guillory, Jefferson. Yeah, you get
1: you get Olby. Shand, you get Guillory, you get Jefferson, you get Boma, you get all those guys
0: that's 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 kind of enticing i kind of like that um i'll stick with wheat i'll I'll stick with wit though um and hope that he makes a few plays that that give me the the edge here i again i think harold perkins was actually pretty good against ole miss and i think he's going to be pretty good in every single game um but like lane kiffin said teams are going to really start scheming for him and it'd be nice if somebody else could step up and make a play and i think that will be Wingo or wit weeks
1: this week what does Whit Weeks do in this game that gives that would earn him an MVP?
0: Um, a couple tackles for loss and maybe break up a pass to Luther Burden. I mean, if Luther Burden is getting those screens and those flares or those uh, motion-type plays, Whit Weeks' speed, in theory, should be able to track him down a couple times, make a couple plays that maybe a guy, uh, no other linebacker on this team could make. And that will be a game-changing type play so that's that's where i'm looking at Whit weeks and being all right yes i want you to fill run gaps better i want you to you know make those type of plays but getting sideline to sideline is perhaps his biggest strength and going against an offense that can stretch you out like that i think that's going to be very valuable for him so um special teams wise we haven't seen much Jay Bramlett because they don't punt. So I can't really pick Jay Bramlett because they're going to punt once or twice this game, and that's not going to do much. So I'll go with Damian Ramos. Um, Nathan Divert kicked out the end zone a few times against Ole Miss, which was good to see. Uh, but I'll stick with Damian Ramos. I don't know how many field goals I'll take. Probably, like, if the over under was one and a half, I'd take the under, but I'd be a little reluctant in that.
1: You're banking on making all the extra points and maybe one big kick,
0: exactly. Exactly,
1: I'll take it. All right, predictions. Uh, yes, do you have yours? Um,
0: I, I do have mine. Um, I'll let you go it, first. It goes against what I just said in terms of them only kicking one field goal. Okay, <laughs>
1: but... of course, it does. This math is about to not math up real quick, y'all. Stay tuned.
0: <laughs> um, I feel really good about LSU's offense here, obviously. like That's just where their strength is. I don't see Missouri stopping them multiple times in this game. I don't see them making two straight stops in this game. I just think LSU's offense is too good at that point. Give me LSU to score 41 points here, and I think that's enough. Missouri 35, 41-35, final score, LSU wins.
1: I went with... Let me. I'm know. not I'm Thirty. Abilities. Okay, so I went 38-31 LSU, uh, and here was my breakdown. I said uh, LSU's down and out after giving up most yards on defense in school history, right? And I'm just not ready to count them out just yet. LSU is a top five offense. They faced a top five strength of schedule per ESPN. Meanwhile, Missouri's strength of schedule 95th. Uh, They came away with that 38-21 win over Vandy. That's the only SEC team they played Brady Cook's been great. Luther Byrne has been great. We've talked about both those guys. Uh, but if we're giving them a best win at this point, it's Kansas State. They beat them by three. They beat Middle Tennessee State by four. And the most they've scored in the game is 38. If you're saying LSU can get to 40, then Missouri would need to have their biggest offensive output of the season, which very well could happen. LSU's yeah. defense is probably one of the worst that they faced this season, as crazy as that sounds. And obviously they're going to be hyped up being at home, uh, but what I said here, LSU's put up at least thirty-five points a game beyond that twenty-four point effort versus Florida State when they just didn't do anything in the second half. We have not seen that happen again, and beyond that week one game, LSU's offense every week, even if there was some hiccups early, they just rolled. So. I'm not tossing the season out yet. I don't think LSU is. I think there's some resolve and fight in this team. I don't think that Kelly and the squad take two back-to-back Ls. I'm going LSU 38-31 in this one, which would be an over, I believe.
0: I think so. I And, think uh, run and a that.
1: cover of the original spread as well. So um, I may be all kinds of wrong, but we'll see.
0: 38-31. What could go wrong?
1: I'll um, open at minus seven. It's down to minus four for those wondering. A lot of p- people put in money on Missouri saying Missouri in points. Give it to me. Uh, and yeah. that's been the betting line all week. Yeah. So
0: final lines out later today. We'll see if we can get back on a, track. I'll, I'll, I'll have a prop in there. Don't worry. Shay will have a prop. He'll help us get back on track here um, after two straight losing weeks. So we need that. <laughs> we should all right. Ourselves. All right. All right. That's it. That's all we got for y'all today. Hope y'all enjoyed the, the podcast. Um, Got this out to y'all about 24 hours before kickoff. So um, let us know what you think. Leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the Bengal Tiger for $1 for a month. Or subscribe for the year because, damn, we do a lot of stuff for the one entire bu- year.
1: One buck for a month. Matty B's had bat- women's basketball recruiting scoop, men's basketball recruiting scoop. We've had some new football scoop this week. If you're into recruiting, a dollar that's a steal. If you're into the team, it's also a steal because boy, we are discussing everything right now <laughs> as we go through uh, a period of um, a 180 of the last miles years. Uh, one of the best offenses in America, but suddenly one of the worst statistically defenses. So, see if they can't get it turned around. Missouri, 11 a.m. Saturday, ESPN uh, and RG3 back on the call. Yes, sir. R-
0: Luther's. And I'm going to try to get Maddie
1: be a shout out.
0: Luther's going to be a burden. That's, that's it doesn't look like a burden today I was I was between that or he was saying uh, him saying uh, the only burden LSU has today is named Luther or something like that so one of those two it's something in this vicinity RG3 is going to say you just know he is so there you go alright guys uh, thank you all for joining us we will talk to you all later with Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere